1: Come in, ladies and gentlemen. I am so glad you are here. Part of the Eric Sancho podcast originating in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, as I have for the past, uh, I don't know, three and a half years. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, so... Is my brother calling me? Sorry, I can't talk right now. second I started podcasting, people start reaching out to me. I got to put that phone on do not disturb. My wife always yells at me, don't put your phone on do not disturb. It's like, well, you know what? I have to. You know, unless I have to run into a school to protect innocence because the local police force decided that they don't want to do it. Unless if that happens, I'm going to put that phone on do not disturb. How about that? I'm actually going to talk about that today, but I don't want to start with that. That'd be weird if you take so much time off and then you suddenly say, hey, let's talk about all these dead kids. I will. Just not this second. Be patient. I appreciate you. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Part of this uh, daily show where I discuss news nonsense and my personal adventures. And it's a day like uh, today where it's, you know, You're picking up uh, the pieces of where you left off and, uh, you know, it's kind of weird. This is the old getting back in the swing of things after being off uh, for a little, a little vacay, a little R&R, which was crazy because, uh, you know, I'll be uh, feeding you little bits of information about what I've been up to, but uh, let's just say that I was up north Chopping wood. I have become quite good at, at splitting logs somehow. And it isn't strength. It's, I forgot which one of you said, yeah, dumbass. Use a chopping block. I think it was Jason May suggested that I use a chopping block. And that worked out fantastically. And then uh, it, it also depends on what uh, what type of wood. And where you hit the damn thing. I figured all those things out. So I was just crushing, crushing the chopping of the wood. So welcome in. Um, and, you know, just the serenity of it all. I can't wait to discuss some of the high points that happened uh, while, we were, uh, while we were doing our thing up north. Uh, but uh, yesterday, as we're back uh, amongst the living here, And uh, I hear in the chatter in the household that the NFK, my beloved brother-in-law, has the sniffles. Side note, I had to give him two showers when we were up north in the, uh, the shower setup that we have in the RV, which is small. And at one point, you know, I mean there there there's hardly any room in there, and he's a little wider than I am. Not much, but he's like facing the corner of the shower as I'm as I'm washing his backside. His I mean, actually like his back, his shoulders, down his legs, feet, ass crack with the loofah handle thing. And I realized I'm like, I've seen this in a movie before. You're like, wait, what? you ever saw the film, I am legend, there's a, there's a sequence when the, the zombies are like in the corner of a darkened room and Will Smith's running around with his fucking dog. And, uh, and they're all like in the corner, kind of like a big bunch of them. And, and he looked, he reminded me of that movie scene and then he reminded me of uh, if you ever saw Blair Witch, spoiler alert coming, the Blair Witch Project, terrifying movie. At the end, one of the one of the campers is in the corner of the room just before the last fucker dies. I'm like, this looks just fucking like that, except the kid wasn't nude. So there I am. Uh, you know, taking care of that. Thank God too, because he was sitting in the sun with jeans and a t-shirt on. It was like ninety degrees with all the smoke. So you would have gotten because Diana had to ride home with him in, in her car. I was in the camper. She f- came up and followed me uh, a couple of days after I got up there. She would have had to have uh, ridden home in in a serious stench of uh, smoke, uh, bo, and ass crack. And and I. You know, just before uh, he got in the car, I go, hey, let's jump in the shower. I, I can't do this to her. It would be a hilarious prank, but uh, we're going to scrub. Get your ass in there. He was good about it. By the way, his feet, I'm telling you, they. I have resurrected his little adorable hobbit feet. The callus is almost completely gone. I have I have helped him turn the corner. And the key is, okay, when I have my surgical gloves on, is uh, I actually take his, his little hobbit foot. Poor guy's got arthritis. His toes are a little. And I have to, like, massage the bottom of his foot to break up the callus. I know this sounds gross, but th- that's what I am. And so I have to actually exfoliate the callus by rubbing it with like extreme friction of my thumb. I'm wearing gloves. And then that busts up like the callus. And then you put this medicine on it and it, uh, it, it helps. You got to crack it open is what I'm getting at. You're like Zane, what the fuck? Um, so yesterday he's walking around and I hear that he's got sniffles and you can't ever ask him how he's feeling without him getting overly animated about everything. And so, uh, Kevin, uh, you got, you got sniffles. Yeah, I got the damn sniffles. Motherfucking shit, man. I took his eye came in there and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I don't need, uh, the Vin Scully play by play a yes or no. Is gonna do just fine. So I'm like, "Wow, uh, that's never happened." And now, going on two years here, he's never been sick even once. As I as I've described to you, he's a picture of health, despite being one of the grossest people that's ever walked the face of the earth. So uh, today, I go downstairs and uh, I want to get an update. You know, because if if Push comes a shove. I'm gonna give him a COVID test. I ask him, he goes, "Yeah, it's all gone now." Shit, fucking, I, 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 yeah, I, I took the, like I said, I took the ZYCAM, and and, and I'm like, uh, I go, well, it's not though. I can hear it. You, It's are not shit, fucking, fucking shit, fucking, fucking shit. I took a ZYCAM and shit, fuck. And I go, I can hear it. You're, you're stuffed up. And uh. As I'm looking at him, you know, the spot on your nose, like, okay, you got the tissue all the way around the uh, nostril right where on the side of your nose, where the nostril, thank you, John uh, meets your face. I see a enormous gash. Like I can see into his face and I'm like, did a serial killer come in here and try to slice your nose off? And I go, you're gushing, and it it is. It's a yeah, it's a huge cut, and I'm like, oh my god, what happened? Like, I fucking cut myself shaving, cut myself shaving, shit, fuck, and I go, oh, and uh, and 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 he's uh, he he hasn't yet mastered the. Uh, the direct pressure. He's, he's a wiper, which means it's going to bleed for like eight months. So you got to direct pressure, that shit, just put it on there and hold it with your hand. So then, uh, uh, he, he goes, it's tough getting symptoms out of the guy. And, uh, so at first he thinks he doesn't have the sniffles anymore, but he's massively stuffed up and I, I can hear him coughing. So I go, so, uh, little cough there. Nope. And I'm like, well, yeah, there is. I can I can hear you coughing. I mean, I asked you, but it was rhetorical. I know the answer. You've established a cough. He goes, well, just when my throat gets str- uh, scratchy. And I go, yeah, right. That's cough. Oh, well, what did what did you think? You just cough because it there there's no need to cough. Went upstairs, told a sister. Yeah, this fucker's sick with something. Um, so that was that, uh, give it another day. Let him, let him stew a little more and we'll give him a COVID test. Shit. Where the hell was my pen? Uh, I really thank you uh, for joining me. I see the usual suspects are there. I appreciate that a daily show. As I indicated that where I talk news nonsense and my personal adventures each and every day of the week. I have a video that I don't, I'm not going to share right now because I have to edit it up. But let me just say that these are the highlights of it. And it happened when we were up North. Uh, I went over to charity scam Mike's place. He's got uh, a place right near mine, like a two miles away. And uh, I pull up there and he goes, time to light the fire. Now, he does it a little different than what you know most people with a brain would do when it comes to starting a fire. He is not a let's get the kindling and and uh, and light it and then slowly build the fire. No, he is a walking, talking, uh, viral video, and I think I've got potential on this viral video because of the mistakes made. Uh, it started with him grabbing a gas can. I'm not even joking. And I have all of this recorded. He carries the gas can over to the fire pit and dumps everything that is in the gas can onto the fire. Now I've seen him do this before. Sometimes he will, uh, take a stream of gas and go from the fire pit that is not lit. And, uh, uh do a line of gasoline on the the grass, the backyard grass. But I think his dad started yelling at him because this is actually his dad's place. And uh so he doesn't do that anymore. About twenty five feet away and then he lights the liquid fuse and then psh, it goes the length of the yard and hits the fucking and then there's a boom. He's dumping the gas onto the uh fire pit and uh Thank God it was actually a mixture of gas and oil because it wasn't as uh, it didn't light as quickly as he wanted to. He wanted that he grabbed the wrong can. And this is that's the the saving thing here. Um, It would have been a mushroom cloud based on how much he wanted to put fuel on that fire and how much. Stand by. kids everywhere my niece has her three young kids there three of them under 10 years old and uh, Mike says to the oldest one go hey grab that Roman candle Mike is going to light the Roman candle and, the ki- and put it in the kid's hand and the kid is going to shoot a fireball at the gas we're about 50 feet back now when that happens it is it's gonna start the fire no doubt it did but i think there's so much wrong with this okay the just the fact that this is even happening it's a little old school this is like something that your crazy uncle would do for you you know but uh the kids mom and dad weren't even there at the time so this is classic Again, I'm recording every bit of this because I know what's coming. Some bit of hilarity. Uh, the four-year-old says, can I do it? And, and Mike goes, no. And the kid starts throws herself on the ground and she starts crying. And he goes, no crying. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, he's got a cigarette and uh, a beer in the other hand. A cigarette in his mouth, beer in his hand. And uh, he goes, all right, Jack, I'm going to light this thing. And you just aim it right. He lights the Roman candle. It's at this point that charity scam Mike's brother Jason, who's sitting right there, he goes, "Idiot! Roman candle's facing the wrong way." There's, there's an, there's, uh, there's three little kids, fa- right, right there. And sure enough, it's backwards. And the kid is holding. Mike's making the kid hold it. And it shoots backwards where everyone is. And, I mean, seriously, if you think about that, there could have been a kid right there that would have gotten a fireball to the fucking face. Right in the eye. And I'm like, no way that did not just happen. And then we're like, holy shit. And then he flips it around. And as he's flipping it around, the the barrel... Is, is aimed at. He doesn't even flip it the right way. He doesn't flip it down towards the ground. He flips it out, which another of the rounds could have come flying right out of that fucking thing and hit my dad or my mom, my stepmom or well. Oh my God, it was a miracle. No one was injured. And then of course the fireball hits a fire, uh, fire pit with the gas on it. Goes right up big laughs, but oh my God, so many, Horrible errors. Jesus, you guys thought I was stupid. Mm. Thank you for watching the show on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Subscribe via your computer with your Amazon Prime account. And you get that month free. You can watch the show free anytime. You don't have to subscribe. But you will get ads in the middle of it. So that's the way it works. Twitch is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Check them out if you need your car fixed. They also sponsor my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. I'm on Twitter at Eric Zane Show, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And uh, YouTube brought to you by Frank The Tank Fuss. Follow me on YouTube as well. In fact, for the Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter audience, you're getting the open of the show, and then I'm going to cut the cord. Then you got to go to Twitch to see the rest of it. Uh, this audio, every word that I say becomes the audio podcast, which 95% of the people that who enjoy the show get it via that way. Uh, You can download the show wherever you download podcasts. Just search Eric Zane Show, and there you are. Listen to your heart's content. But if you want it live, the full show live, it is available via Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. There's a pocket of people who like to do it that way. and That's fine. Maybe it'll uh, take the place of your favorite morning radio station. I don't know. I had a couple of moments with my dad. I'm enjoying the moments that I have with my father as much as I possibly can. This is how it's going to be today. Funny story, then maybe something a little bit more uh, of a serious in nature. That's kind of how it goes. Uh, First of all, planned a Father's Day extravaganza. In fact, I just featured this on the Best Of. When I visited him a year ago for father's day with the shish kebab bar. And since then he's been talking about the shish kebab bar. So we're doing it again. Father's day is the 19th of June. Packing up. The gang, Diana, Eric, Kevin, as many of the, uh, of my kids as we can going to see, going to see dad. Our time is, our time is limited. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, so there was a couple moments when I'm sitting next to him and he says to me, this is the longest amount of time I've been up here at one time. He had gotten up there the day before. So he'd been there less than one day at this point. And I mean, obviously up North and owning that property for, uh, an eternity, Obviously he's been up there more than one day and I go, um, yeah, I, I don't think so. Dad. I, I think you've had several times. You've been here much longer. Oh yeah. 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 You've been here one day. We, <laughs> you got up here yesterday. I did. Yeah. You you sure did. Not, well, I'll be damn. I go, yeah, you've been having so much fun. It seems like forever. And he, uh, now he doesn't. Um, he's getting to the point now, where he's he still. You know, you can still carry on a conversation with him. You want to keep it simple, though. In case you don't know, he does have dementia. He's he turned to eighty eight, March seventeenth. Um, he's starting to lose a little bit of touch. He just kind of like says, "Yeah, sometimes my brain's a, is a little not so good, or something like that. Uh, sometimes my brain a little not so good." I don't know if he recalls the actual diagnosis of dementia. So I don't have the heart to tell him. I, I mean, I don't want to ever be the guy to say, hey, guess what? I mean, he's the one who told me he's got it years ago. And then he says to me, I sit down next to him, and you uh, are so how long have you owned property up here? <laughs> he's talking to me like I... Like he just met me and I go, well, dad, uh, I, I bought it off of you, uh, a few years ago and he looks at me, he kind of r- r- wrinkles up his nose and he's like, and I'm like, and I realize that he's like, he's it, just one of those, one of those moments, you know, where it's not quite adding up to him. We enjoy him as best as we can. Um, one thing that he hasn't forgotten how to do is eat. And when you're up North, when you're on vacation, the calories don't count. When I left you last time, I was feeling very good about myself and the eating. And in fact, I got up there on a Wednesday night alone. It was me and four dogs, Diana coming up on Friday. And I've got my food packed. I got salad and uh, tuna fish and uh, no candy. No freaking candy. And okay, Wednesday ends on an up note. Thursday begins. I don't eat till noon. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm doing some intermittent fasting. I'm just crushing it, man. I'm gonna work my ass off while I'm up here. I'm gonna be ripped by the time I go home. Uh Thursday comes and goes. No problem. I'm like, go, okay. Everybody's gonna be pigging out here. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna continue uh to do what I'm doing. I've got another great day. Uh Thursday is in the books. Friday comes and goes. Uh Friday, Diana arrives up there. They bring a pack of uh, those hot dogs. <laughs> this is where it gets off the rails. With, you know, like the casing on them, like good hot dogs, like Dietz and Watson or Kogels or something like that, you know. These are the ideal ones you want to cook over a fire. They change color, they get, they turn bright red, red hots. So I'm like, all right. This is where it gets off the rails, dice up the sweet onion, got the relish. I get out the mustard and the ketchup. Diana says, put that damn ketchup away. I go, why? She goes, you don't eat, you don't put ketchup on a hot dog. I said, fuck you. And she goes, no, fuck you. And uh, she goes, where's the relish? I go right there. She goes, what is this? I go, it's the relish. She goes, it's sweet relish, you fuck how could you possibly have done this to me who eats sweet relish on a hot dog i go i i don't know i mean i like sweet rel-. He goes, why did you buy this i go i didn't buy it it was in the fucking pantry I, I grabbed it she goes first of all you're dead to me because you wanted to put ketchup on the hot dog and now i don't have dill relish what you're an asshole I go, well, I like it. Uh, So that was kind of bummed. I was was kind of a bummer. She's like, you lost Pooh Bear points for that. That's ridiculous. So I said, screw you anyway. So I've got the onions. I've got, I put the ketchup on it. She doesn't want to talk to me. Uh, We, Kevin and I each ate three of these hot dogs. And they just, they sat in my stomach like a rock. And then um, it was time for s'mores. Now we're officially off the rails. Okay, this is where I'm like, I've made the transition from sensible eating Friday at this point. And now it's everything is out the window. Now it is, let's, t- let's enjoy this. Let us Let us just pig out and that's the end of it. I want you to go the opposite direction to the dark side and full on, don't worry about anything. Just if it's there, eat it. Monster s'more. You got to do two uh, marshmallows. Diana says, I do not do the damn two marshmallow shit. I go, well, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And uh, I always take my time on mine. If you're one of these dicks who just sticks the marshmallow in the fire and just catches it on fire and becomes black as a Kenyan runner, screw you. I hate you. That is not going to do anything but just put carbon in your mouth. It's not even hot enough to melt the damn uh chocolate on the s'more, you know? You got to uh You got to get the whole marshmallow hot. And the only way to do that is, you know, slowly cook that marshmallow so it becomes molten. It needs to be wanting to fall off that uh, skewer, that little marshmallow stick. It's got to be like ready to go okay. So Diana Queen of the forest, she gets hers first, of course. And then I'm doing like the, you got to do two marshmallows and then okay you you do that and the two the the key here with the two marshmallows on top of the chocolate it's it's more heat to melt the chocolate. Uh, chocolate and then and then when you mash like ham from uh sandlot said then you stuff the marshmallow shoots out of the side of the fucking thing and then you lick the edges so it becomes perfect oh my god saturday is fish Friday. charity scam mike bring brings uh walleye and not everybody who's listening has ever had walleye or has even heard of it. If you're outside of the great lakes, you might not even know what the fuck a walleye is. That is a uh, freshwater, uh delicacy like, you know, on the level of lo- lobster. It is, it's that high end and amazing in Michigan here. All these shithead uh, fishermen do is, is catch walleye at, Two or three times during the year, they just kill it. Mike is one of those guys. Uh, and, and he's an absolute expert at frying the fish. And so we had a walleye fish fry. And I'm not kidding you. The group ate probably, if you were to buy it at a restaurant, two to three hundred dollars worth of walleye. He caught it all, he cleaned it, froze it, brought it up. <clears throat> Absolutely incredible. He also brought some Mahi that uh, he had caught in a fishing tournament in the Keys recently. And uh, he did a, he did grilled mahi, and he did all sorts of different tricks with it. It was an absolute awesome fish fry. And this is a tradition. So there was that, followed up with, by more s'mores, uh, went to the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup for the s'more. If you haven't tried this yet, my God. I think I favor that over the regular s'more now. It's and then uh you know and, and when at this point one is not enough. So any gains that I made. And then on Saturday before the fish fry, you know, we did three more hot dogs. Oh. Then at this point everything is out the window and uh if I see it I eat it. Uh a uh, handfuls of M&Ms. Uh, Twizzlers just completely, completely off the wagon. And proud to do it. Oh. Today, back on. All right. So, got several folks that are enjoying the show via Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I appreciate you being here. You want the rest of it, though, because I'm going to cut you off right here. You got to go to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Thank you, and I say goodbye to you. There they go. All right. So the food. Calories don't count. There is another vacation coming. Diana said, we, you know, we're not taking a vacation this year. Gas is just too much. Um, and... So, and I'm you know, saving up for a uh, wedding and uh, Maddie's college is uh, we're starting year two. I was just told she's going, she's doing master's work too. So I'm like, oh, great. So uh, no, no big, uh, big vacations. just too much. Gas is going to be five bucks at a gallon before, before we know it. it's going up again this week here in Michigan. Uh, so we're going to go back up north. I got a colonoscopy scheduled for Friday, July 1. Be no show that day. And then that's perfect because then on Saturday, I'll head up north and I'll start podcasting again on July 11th. So I'll take that whole week off. So Saturday, the 2nd of July, go up north. Spend the 4th of July, Independence Day, that's on Monday. And then, uh, back on the 11th, uh, the idea of going up there and doing the podcast, I just can't do it. That was the goal when I set up the poverty internet up there, but, uh, it's just too much serenity. Uh, the idea of at several points during my time away, I realized I did not have my phone on me. And I didn't know where it was. And I was like, I am not tied to my phone when I'm up here. It's incredible. It's so different. A couple of the days, it was uh, cloudless. Deep, deep blue sky, which was the backdrop for this forest that's surrounding me of the greenest green. Maple. Maple. And elm trees abundant. And I've described this before. The plot of land where we set up shop is as uh, it it doesn't like gradually become forested. You know how like uh, Ray Kinsella, God bless, uh, rest in peace, Ray Liotta, Ray Kinsella. No, uh, that was the guy. That was uh, Kevin Costner's character, Uh, Ray Liotta. He played a baseball player. God, I can't believe that guy's dead. 67 years old. What the fuck in that movie, Field of Dreams? He played a baseball. What well, was his baseball players? Uh, the guy, the, the actual baseball player who got banned. What
2: the fuck was his name?
1: Ty Cobb, right? Ty Cobb got banned because he was an asshole or something like that. Shoeless. Shoeless. Shoeless Donnie. Shoeless Joe Jackson, shoeless Joe, shoeless, I was, is he really going out? Is she really going out with him? Is she really going to take him home tonight? Uh, shoeless Joe Jackson. That's it. Uh, we know when uh shoeless Joe walks out of the corn, that's the way up North is, except it's not 10 foot stalks of corn. It's sixty-foot trees. It's a fortress. It's incredible. It is my uh, Superman's fortress of solitude, or whatever it is. The serenity that I feel there. Oh, it's always dark in the woods, just dark as shit. Cannot wait to get back up there. I love it so much. Okay. The um. When I'm sitting there, and uh, uh, it, it's quiet with the exception of this symphony of birds out in the woods. you can First of all, you can hear the woodpecker actually bashing his beak on the tree. And then he'll make the noise that woodpeckers make. I'm not going to try to do it, but it's outrageous. It's like jungle. And then you've got the blue Jays and these asshole crows who make a hell of a racket. And then at one point, a bunch of Canada geese flew right over going back to Canada. And I quickly estimated about 150 in a V flying V the way they migrate. And, um, though they were high up, there were so many that I could hear the rushes of of the air from the wings it looked like the nfk flapping my arms you i could hear their wings flapping and the amount of air that they were moving it was it was a it was an absolute ruckus if you will and they're all going aw, 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 aw. What the fuck and i could hear him coming from far away i'm like what is that oh holy shit that serenity will be shattered And I was bummed out because they weren't doing anything. They were laying low. The National Guard, the A-10s will be in the sky. And I want to see that again. The, uh, what are those things called? Groundhogs. A-10 groundhogs. Warthogs. Fucking Lips are chapped. All right. Just incredible. Love it so much. Uh, So there you go. That's what I was up to, eating, chopping wood. It's funny because as I was driving into the property, there was that tornado that just blew through Gaylord, Michigan. Gaylord, not Gaylord. And actually killed a couple of people that uh, I hadn't actually talked about. But uh, that, that's about 25 miles to the north, Gaylord. That storm also produced uh, high winds at my place. And a couple of trees, went, I lost a couple of trees, and uh, they uh, hit the power line and destroyed it. And, um, and this is before I got there. The power company. Now, I had my eye on these trees because they looked like they were going to fall one day. And, but I didn't want to be the one to bring them down because I would drop them into the lines. And then, I, you know, I, God knows what the hell would happen. Uh, vacation ruined at that point. Mother Nature took care of them both and dropped them on the power line but the power company comes out to my place because they can detect where there's a problem. And they uh, cut the trees, repaired the line and threw these enormous trees off the road. So I'm like, this is great. Uh, I don't have to worry about this shit anymore. I've got firewood right here. I just got to cut it up with the chainsaw and then split it. Fucking awesome. Worked out. Perfect. Silver lining on that storm that blew through. Sorry. Those people lost their lives uh patreon is brought to you uh by well patreon is brought to you by you uh if you want to sign up for my patreon i've got more podcasting there p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash eric zane uh we'll get back to the full slate of things going on on patreon next week i'm gonna skip uh, smarter than a former drug dealer with dale this week just because i'm kind of just get getting back in the swing of things but we'll be doing uh the ben and eric patreon podcast The Insane Asylum. What day looks good for Ben and Eric this week? Uh, Let's see. Probably Thursday, maybe Friday. I got to talk to old Ben. All right. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and the live stream of this show brought to you by Gift of Life Michigan. Now, uh, this is uh, a a terrific thing that you can do to save up to eight lives. Think about that. Uh, All you have to do is make it known that you would like your vital organs, tissue, and corneas donated in the unlikely event of an untimely passing. You can do this if you're in the state of Michigan. You can do it if you're out of the state of Michigan, very simply. All I'm asking is you go to G-O-L-M-G-O-L-M.org if you're within the state of Michigan or registerme.org if you're out of the state of Michigan. And uh, there you go. Just fill out the little form. Take you about a minute. And that way, if something happens, those organs will live on and another sweet, loving soul who is so waiting, literally dying for an organ transplant. Could be uh, kidneys, liver, intestines, heart, lungs, you name it. Corneas, uh, actual skin, burn victims. dot org or registerme.org. org. Register me org I don't know why I say that so slow and weird I think I'm getting cotton mouth already all right blue Frost IT the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane show podcast uh, one of the things that um, Alan from Blue Frost IT stressed to me is that not everybody um, needs services from an organization like Blue Frost IT because they already have their IT set up in in place. Uh, so what they are suggesting is that if they are a hardware, software, and licensing vendor, so whether a company may need their IT support services because well, maybe they're a larger company with their own IT staff, Blue Frost can still offer quotes for hardware, software, and licensing and be a resource for them. So keep that in mind, bluefrostit.com. And you can take advantage of that no matter where you are. Doesn't matter. You don't have to be in West Michigan for that. 616-285-50, that is their number. Uh, Or if you want to hire them for IT services as well, they can take care of that too. All right. I have something I want to share with you. That's probably going to screw me up because I'm not that good. Aha. All right. It's Just a still image. Uh, You'll be able to see it if you click on the show notes of the audio podcast. Uh, why do I feel like there's something freezing on me? Hmm. Well, I don't know. If that's the case, I'm just going to let it ride. There we go. You can see this is a shot from my garage. I got a phone call when we were up north. That, uh, from the alarm company, you know, they have your number on file. Hello, uh, Mrs. Diana's like, hello. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And I can tell something's up. I'm like, okay, who's dead? I mean, we're away from the house. So something terrible has got to have happened. And, uh, the fire alarm's going off. Barely get any cell reception. It's all delayed and weird. We finally get on there. I'm talking to her, and uh, I find out that there's a false alarm going on. Jacob Bennett, Jacob and Jason Bennett are at my house installing the flooring in the basement. You can see in this image, it's, it looks like there's a black ambulance in the driveway. No. Well, it was an ambulance at one point in time. That's Jacob's flooring vehicle. He bought it off of another guy who installs flooring or did install flooring. So it says flooring department on the side of it. And it looks like a damn ambulance. So I bet my neighbors are like, what the fuck? As if, as a big ass fire truck shows up, here's a the fireman. They're like getting out of the truck. Uh, you're wondering whose red car this is. That's a friend of Maddie's who stayed over. They kind of hung out while, uh, having a, uh, you know, uh, so Maddie wouldn't be alone. And it's like, uh, shit. So the lady who I'm on the phone with from the, uh, alarm company, she goes, um, okay. Uh, I've got a phone call into the fire department telling them it's a false alarm. All I need from you is your code word. And, uh, I go code word. She goes, yeah, you gave us a code word when you set up your account. If you don't know the code word, uh, that's going to determine whether or not the fire department is coming. What's your code word? I go, I don't know. She goes, well, you gave it to us. And I go, yeah, I know, but that was like 50,000 years ago. I can't remember that fucking code word. Uh, Armageddon. No. She goes, yeah, well, I don't know if I'll be able to stop the fire department. I go, great. So I called up fuckhead Jacob. In fact, that should probably. Uh, No, it's not going to work. Maybe I can do this. Uh, He might even be here. I bet she's actually here and I don't even know it. This is Jake. Hey, it's Eric. I'm podcasting.
3: Hey, what's going on?
1: Are you at my house?
3: No, I am on my way. It looks like about a half hour away from you.
1: Okay, I was just discussing with the audience the uh, fire alarm incident.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: That was pretty fantastic.
3: It was, uh, yeah. I, I was telling everyone I never had the fire department show up before. Police a few times, but never the fire department.
1: Did you, could you tell I
3: was annoyed? Yeah. (laughs) When you called and you said, well, I can't stop them from coming now, I'm like, well, jeez. I mean, it literally was going on for 30 seconds. Yeah. And your daughter yells down, hey, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, we, you know, we were, you're, your basement floor is one of the most unlevel floors I've ever dealt with in my whole life. Yeah. We're we're putting down leveler, we're grinding it, and that's what got us was uh-huh. the grinding dust and I didn't see your smoke detector up there. It's totally my fault. But... Yeah.
1: yeah, it is. It is your fault. I should probably get it for free. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Well, and I tell you what, the the uh I'm not sure which county are in there, Jennison or Granville, but those fire department people, they, they don't like joking around fyi if what? anybody's in that area
1: really what did, did, did you try to joke around with the guys
3: yeah so my son's up there you know because you give me the well i don't know if i can stop him yeah so i tell my son who's working with me xander i was like hey go up there and if they get here let me know you know because yeah i'm gonna keep working here so he comes down he's like hey dad they're up there they want they gotta talk to you and I send him back up and I say, tell him I don't have time to talk to these people. Oh. <laughs> and so he comes back down. He's like, Dad, you better get up there. Oh. like, oh, <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> so he
3: comes I go up there and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm working down there. And he's like, yeah, well, we have to do a walkthrough. And I'm like, I'm just joking, man. I, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, sometimes I forget, you know. Yeah. Like me and Kyle, we joke around on the job. At these fire department there, you know. They gotta probably be oh, yeah. strictly by the book.
1: So yeah, you no, know, it was cool, and I actually know one of the firemen is—that's the dude you in, encountered. Uh, that uh, that he was yeah, probably he's probably super happy. He was—he's—he's he's known to be super silly, Joe. Uh, yeah,
3: well, he wasn't there yet. It was just like the sergeant or or whoever shows yeah. up first, you know, to assess the situation. And then the guys show up there at the truck, and he's like, "Hey, is this still Zane's house? His daughter used to babysit for me," and I'm like, "Yeah, yep."
1: Oh, that's that's so, fantastic. Yeah, of course, they
3: had, to, they had to do the whole full walkthrough, the whole deal, you know, to check and make yeah. sure everything.
1: What now? Madison so, slept through all of that.
3: Yeah, I, I honestly don't know how. Like I said, she asked me right. if uh, if everything was okay, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. So and then later she was just acting so nonchalant I, I i'm like i don't think she knew that they even walked through this place
1: right i actually broke the news to her i called her and i recorded it i don't have it in front of me but she was like what they did <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's yeah some
3: good kid stuff right what there. is what
1: did the uh, did the fire department did well, how did they feel about your flooring department ambulance in the driveway
3: Yeah, well, that's what I asked them. I said, were you worried that the ambulance was there first? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we, you know, when we just saw the lights and then we noticed it was black and we're like, oh, that's not our area. So how
1: confusing, how unbelievably confusing.
3: (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like I said, uh, yeah, the, I didn't know you were hardwired and I didn't, I was like fanning the deal, just thinking no big deal. Just smoke detector going off. Yeah. But, yep, yeah, yep. all of a sudden, oh, a sudden you call me and you're like, Jake, I got a smoke detector going off. What's going on? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, we accidentally set it off. <laughs> I could tell you're annoyed just how short you were. Yep,
1: Yeah, I was getting right and to the like, point. Like, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs>
3: yeah, you're like, I don't know if I can stop him now. Let me call
1: uh-huh. you back. I'm like, oh, boy. Let me, Uh, when you talked about the floor is uneven, are you telling me that, when they laid down the cement, they just did a poor job at
3: that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the area. I don't know enough about you know pouring cement. But you got a huge crack in there. You, I mean, it looks like I don't know. It's like the Andes Mountains down there. So <laughs> we poured all kinds of leveler. We were grinding cement. I mean,
1: oh my, it was God. like World
3: War Three down there. And we got one spot. That's what I'm coming back for. Yeah, I mean we. Right over there by your bar, where we just we ran out of leveler, man. It's so much.
1: Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so Uh, sorry about this. It just added to the bill.
3: All right. All right.
1: Well, the good. I'm so uh, sorry I was short with you, and uh, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're there. Sorry, the whole thing was a, a spectacle.
3: Yeah, it was it was uh, it was all right. It, it was no big deal. Like I said, it was just more just like holy cow, you know. So yep,
1: Yeah, yep. What do you do? It's all good. Hey, that's what you know. That's it's all it's all part of our development.
3: Yeah, and that's what the firefighter said too. That gave us something to do on Saturday. I'm Sure. Like thinking, oh, geez, I'm glad you're not doing anything. But yeah.
1: man, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, buddy.
3: All right. Yeah, we'll be there in about a half hour, twenty minutes. You got it. Is the door open? Uh, yeah. Somebody there? Okay. I
1: should be. I don't know if not. Just call me. I'll come get you. Okay. 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 See. Take my phone off. Do not disturb. Unreal. Okay. You know what? Before I get into this next story, I I should probably go pee. Because I don't want to be distracted. You know. I'm going to talk about that damn school shooting.
3: <sighs>
1: Hang on. Don't go anywhere. Aha. Jackie just got a flat tire. I'm looking at a picture. Oh, come on! I should have waited on this. Hi, you be Jackie the junior? Ladies and gentlemen, New York Jetman is in attendance. Hey, Rob. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. Hey, I got a question for you. What? Uh, is that the front tire?
3: No, it's the back left.
1: Oh, okay. So the back, uh, back it looks like, uh, yeah, that, and then there's damage to the back part of the car, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think you get a new bumper out of the deal. Really? For free? Yeah, I think so. Uh Why? Well, you hit something in the road, and uh, it's a long explanation. I'll talk about. I'll talk with you later about it. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Okay, thanks.
1: See bye. bye. Yeah, she uh, a little uh hit hit something in the road today. Um, I wrote my speech on the way back from up north that I have to give when my daughter and Justin get married. So that isn't till November, November 19th. And I got it. It's done. This thing is going to crush. I wrote the whole thing. Now, when I say write, the way I write is I rehearse. I, I talk it out. So if you were driving next to me on the way back from Fear Bunker North, you would have seen me talking out loud to myself that's how i do these things and uh i didn't write anything i didn't actually physically write i I never do that i just talk it out and i figure out what's what and then it's there it doesn't need anything more than that um so it is it's done so then i i said to jackie yesterday i go hey I, i wrote my speech she goes did you cry I said i of course I cried so I'm driving down the road and uh i i'm'm I'm, I'm weeping while driving and, uh, I said but it wasn't f- for a part that you think I would be weeping about i I started to weep at a part that you would not suspect I would be weeping or expect me to be weeping maybe you would but it actually doesn't have i said i I'll, I'll, I'll go this far. The weeping had nothing to do with you. It was that a portion of the speech that you weren't involved in in any way. she's like, hmm, I go, and she's like wanting to know I go, no, 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 no this is this is locked in my brain. no one will hear this. I said to her, I go. What order is the speaking taking place? Is there a, like, does it hack? you know, there's always uh, the best man. And then the maid of honor says something, which by the way, you know, uh, Madison, that's going to be Madison. So I need to have a talk with her. Because uh, 99 out of 100 made of honor speeches suck shit. They're terrible. All a bunch of inside jokes and up talking and using, uh, words like literally too much. Uh, they're garbage. Sorry. Sorry. If that's you, sorry, not sorry. Learn how to write and talk dumbass. So I gotta say, look, there's some there's some best practices that are in, that need to be in place here. I'm encouraging you to run it up your dad's flagpole. I said, "What's the order?" She goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "Well, I mean, like, who's is it gonna be, maid of honor, and then best man, or is it, does it go your dad?" And I go, "Uh." She goes. Well, I was thinking about you first. I go. You don't want to do that. She goes. Why? I go. Because I rule. Because I'm going to kill it. I am going to bring the fucking house down. You don't want anybody following the closer. I am the closer. You got to build up. I mean, you can have the have the maid of honor because it's gonna. It she's first. And, you know, it's, she's already under, under probation for this because she's a female. So it's not, you know, ladies, I hate to be a misogynistic asshole, but it's true. You're the worst at, uh, these types of moments. I will give some credit to at Justin's sister's wedding. Uh, Justin's, uh, uh, cousin did one and she, she killed it. I was like, you know what? You 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 earned that. You did very well. No these stupid inside jokes and shit like that. You actually pulled it off. I was quite impressed with that, but 9 times out of 10 they're terrible. So let's go. I go, I don't care who's first and who's second, but I know I'm third. You should do that. If you choose otherwise, you're going to be they're going to be pissed. Because they are no, they know they're going to be sitting there looking at their fucking note cards and shit as I'm killing. I'm going from crying. People are crying and then they're laughing and then they're happy and then they're sad. I'm going to uh, annihilate these people. And then you got some loser there with note cards. <laughs> remember the time? That- yeah, I know it's my daughter, Madison, but still i mean i didn't i didn't make this happen it's not your fault madison that every chick who's ever done this has done a shitty job it's not your dad's fault that women don't prepare for these moments with uh uh, uh, writing intelligent thoughts you got to try. You can't just guess what we did. Remember the, remember the time that we did this <laughs> and that? <laughs> uh, raise a glass. Shut up. You got to commit. All right. Uvaldi. That's how you say that, right? Uvaldi. Uh I don't really need to go over like uh I mean this is a week old at this point. I'm late to the party. But I have thought about this a lot. Um I think it's uh First of all, how the hell is it okay that an 18-year-old can walk into any shop gun shop? And walk out with that type of weaponry. Any weaponry. And if you're selling the weaponry to the kid. Isn't there like an alarm that goes off within your head? Shouldn't you? I mean, I'm not saying you don't sell it to the kid. I think you can get sued if you don't. But can't you follow up with a phone call? To anybody, anyone. Talk about uh, the perfect storm of shitty things going on that made this all a reality. You know, uh, any one of these things alone, any one of these things that I'm about to describe, these these, um, low points, if you will, that caused the death of 21 people, 19 little ones. Any one of these things would be enough. Okay, uh, I I can't say necessarily that the uh, the guy who sold the weaponry did anything wrong. It's what he didn't do. Uh, isn't there something that you know? I I think out of all the people, it's that uh, can get a pass could be this guy. I guess. Um, I don't know. Before I get to the other drop the ball things that I'm concerned with and what I I think cuz everybody's armchair quarterback in this thing as to what could possibly be done in the future. I mean, I'll I'll try. I'll 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 throw some opinions into there. Um big picture and that doesn't keep any kids safe today like on the 31st of May. But big picture Uh, There should absolutely be more things in place to keep it so that getting a gun is more of a pain in the ass. Uh, This is a desperate scenario. There have been 288 school shootings. Next closest country, I think, is France with like eight or Mexico. It's, It's ridiculous. Um,. And you know, there is actually, to me, in my opinion, a difference between uh, if if a couple of kids are, uh, you know, in in a gang and they're on school property and and somebody shoot one one shoots at the other. It's a little different than when you have a massacre like this, this type of mass murder, and that's what we're talking about here. <clears throat> um, yeah, it should. Uh, I think 1 million percent that it should be uh, more difficult. The age is too young. You shouldn't be able to uh, get uh, weapons like that before you can buy fucking beer. Um, I think that we need to continue to throw things at this uh, war that we are in. Until we figure out something that's working. And then assess. Everything should be on the table at this point because this is desperate. This should be the. You remember how um, quickly the country acted, reacted with COVID, or if you know you were to think back to uh, reading history books about wartime and how the mobilization. Uh, this is a war, but the enemy. You don't know where they're going to strike and when. Uh, And they're only striking the most vulnerable. That's a difficult thing to fight. Um, I think to start, if I'm a, a school superintendent, let's say I'm a school superintendent where my kids go to school. I am working very hard on my level, which is extreme local level, the superintendent, to beef up the security and the protocols of the school. That's where you start. So that today you can have more of a shot of being able to defend the school and keep the kids safe. I think that big picture needs to start doing the things I talked about earlier about making it more difficult for a young person to get a weapon or any person to get a weapon, frankly. And on the other side of that, on a local level, these schools need to have better security. Okay. And then over time they'll meet and hopefully we can put significant days in a row without a school shooting. Um if I'm running a school district they just passed a millage that got them a ton of money to build another athletic complex here um great but how about we uh <clears throat> you know put significant dollars so every school has uh the best of security retrofit schools with bulletproof glass protocols about keeping doors locked except for the front door. And most schools are now like if you were to go to my kid's school or my former, they used to go to school where Diana works. You can't just walk in any door. You got to go in the front door. And then there's another set of doors. The fucking school had a door propped open. That's just lack of vigilance. They, schools need to go into every single day, every single day, expecting that there, could be, that there will be a school shooting. Expect the worst, hope for the best. And be vigilant about that. If you, the doors are locked, that's a good start. Now, I'm not saying that that would have prevented this asshole from doing what he did but I think that that's a start. And if I, in a perfect world, if I were running the show, I would have every school with a, um, a monitoring system with eyes actually on it because you see cameras all over the place, but it's just that that's just recording. So we can watch the death and destruction afterwards. You need to have a people monitoring it like in shifts, several people in some cases to be able to get views of the parking lot. If, um, at the Eric Zane School District, you have a staff monitoring the parking lot. Okay, a car just came in, and you can see who's gotten out. Let's say some dude gets out of the school in, tech, in tactical gear or helmet. You now have a period of time between him getting out of the car and trying to get into the school to mobilize, and those seconds could save lives. I think that the schools should have staffed, armed people there and ready to go. This is a war. You need to treat it as such, and you know I I saw some comments. Well, then, school is going to be like prisons. Well, so be it. So be it. And I and I don't think they're going to be like prisons. Um, I would say uh, it's a lot less traumatic to see armed guards working the school as uh, as as uh, peace and uh, protection officers. That's a lot less traumatic than seeing well, what took place in that classroom. I think that that needs to happen. And it needs to happen right now. And then I think that in order to make this uh, funded appropriately, federal dollars need to be put forth uh, towards it. And, and uh, I don't want to hear we can't afford it. We can absolutely afford it. Um, I've heard this, I thought this immediately, and I've heard it echoed. Uh, By others that you know, we're at a time in history where we're sending billions of dollars to ukraine We've got the money we can do this if not find the fucking money It's worth it. The most precious resource on the planet is being slaughtered on a regular basis We have the money Get it to the schools Do what you got to do and do it quickly in the meantime, though, on a local level, I think that there should be beefed up security. Sorry, but that's the way it is, man. Uh, it it, it, might, it might not be pretty, but this has to happen. I've, I've seen people say, let's arm the teachers, and I've thought that too. But then I'm like, yeah, maybe, I guess, if they wanted it. But you can't make a teacher do anything. If a teacher doesn't feel calm, I mean, they have a hard enough job as it is. You expect them to get in a gunfight. I mean, shit. If can you imagine help wanted so and so school district uh yeah we want you to be a fourth grade teacher must be proficient in shooting Nobody would want to be a teacher uh, these people are being slaughtered and uh and something needs to be done and it's it's a little weird that it it takes so long it's taken so long so many different senseless slaughters that have taken place um if if nothing takes place if if nothing happens and this happens again, um, it's it's on the schools and it's on us, it's on the government. It it's they are responsible, blood on their hands if nothing is done. All of these things need to take place. We need to keep throwing more things at this until we can get a handle on it. We need to get significant time with no school shootings. And if you go back to like when school shootings started to become a regular thing, it will take generations of no school shootings for this not to become the norm because people ask the question boy when i in the 1970s nobody shot up schools well that's because no one ever considered such a thing and then it happened and then when you take mental illness with hey i can shoot up a school because people shoot up schools when they get pissed off and they freak out at the world that's what happens That's what, in my opinion, is the schematic of how you take an entire country of people and create a war centered around all of these different factors. Terrible security, terrible laws, the way it is, mental illness. And it isn't one thing. It's all of this. This is a deep-rooted problem that won't leave anytime soon, but it, it needs to be worked at diligently this has to be a priority like right now i cannot believe it uh i i can't imagine the suffering and um i haven't even yet gotten to uh, i've talked about the failure of um the guy who sold the gun i've talked about the failure of uh, the school having a terrible security setup and now i'm getting into the portion of my Points that I wanted to make about this ridiculous law enforcement response. Uh, the guy who's public enemy number one right now, who's being uh, uh, uh dragged through the coals, is is Pete Arredondo. This is the dude right here. This is a chief of police. And he's the guy who said, Don't go in. Why did they wait for more than one hour as the killer got himself into the school, and then he got into the classroom? No one rushed in, and people are asking questions. The story from Insider says a a Uvalde officer said, "Quote: There was almost a mutiny outside of the Texas elementary school as the team debated ignoring the order to not go in." Uh, While Pete Arredondo, the department's chief, believed that the shooter was barricaded in an empty classroom, there was still no excuse to order police not to enter. The cop, anonymous cop, said, we were like, there's a fucking gunman in the school. We hear gunshots. We're just going to stand here with our thumbs up our asses. And that's exactly what they did. We wanted to go in and save lives. It was the most frustrating situation of my entire career. Officials, as uh, over time, have given several conflicting accounts of what happened during the mass shooting. Officials initially said officers responded to the scene within minutes, but didn't specify how long it took for police to engage with the shooter. Parents outside the school, <clears throat> excuse me, damn it, have since said that police did not respond when they urged them to enter the school, and some said they tried to push through law enforcement to rescue their kids. They were, they were like handcuffing people. No, you're not going in there. You're under arrest. The officer told people that officers outside felt like cowards. It felt cowardly to stand off and let this punk, this kid, this 18-year-old asshole, just go in and do whatever he wanted to do. There was a lot of arguing, a lot of swearing, a lot of people who were saying that we should just say fuck it and go in. But then what? We needed to have a plan and the commander didn't have a plan, he said. So this, this Arredondo didn't know shit. He questioned why they weren't allowed to go in even if the gunman was alone in a classroom and said he remembers thinking this is wrong. It sucks that we look like we were cowards. I would say it sucks that they're dead. Who cares if you look like a coward because we weren't cowards, he said, but that's nothing compared to the fact that little kids died and maybe we could have done something to save them. I wish we had known what to do. I wish someone would have told us what to do. So this Arredondo piece of shit, uh, people want him dead. And I think that they should kill him. Uvalde locals fume at inexperienced police police chief who delayed killing the gunman. Yeah, in Texas, I'm surprised they don't just shoot this fat fuck right in the face. I'd be okay with that right now. And then this asshole, he just won uh, another elected official position in this small town of Uvalde. Where, by the way, Matthew McConaughey is from here, or is from there. Little side note don't know why I said that. Probably not the time. Uh, the blame falls on the chief. It's left the residents in the small town struggling to reconcile what they know of the well liked local lawmen after the director of state police said that the commander at the scene, Pete Arredondo, made the wrong decision not to breach the classroom. Um, Let's see. The 50-year-old Erradondo has spent much of a nearly 30-year career uh, in law enforcement. Um, And he just won a new spot on the city council after being elected this year or earlier this month. And now the swearing-in ceremony for this dick is supposed to go down, but now, uh, it's like today, at the city council meeting, they were going to swear in this asshole who has blood on his hands. If I'm Pete Arredondo, why would you take that? Why? Why aren't? Why haven't you shot yourself in the head? I mean, seriously, can you imagine if you did this and you fucked up royally and and? It, kids are dead because of you and you're like, ah, I'm just going to chalk it up to whatever. I mean, I would be so grief stricken with that, that I would gladly eat that fucking bullet. And I would announce, ladies and gentlemen, I'd have to do a press. Conference. Remember who's that dude in Minnesota who shot himself in the head. That filter wrote that song about, uh, some dude. I would be, Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the press conference. I want to let you know that at the end of the press conference, I am going to shoot myself in the head. And I'm going to die. So I just want you all to know that uh, you can stay or leave. Uh, Spoiler alert, I will be dead at the end of this. In one minute, I am going to shoot myself in the head because I deserve it. Uh, If one of you wants to do that, uh, well, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. But I am going to do this. I'm going to pull out my pistol and shoot myself in the head. And everyone would cheer. And but this asshole stays on the job, and now he wants to be sworn in as uh, as a member of the city council. Um, now they've called that off. They are not. The mayor said he's not going to swear this fat piece of shit in. Uh, we begin burying children today. Ah. Oh. Uh, the mayor says, I can't do anything. He was duly elected to the city council. There is nothing in the city charter, election code, or Texas constitution that prohibits him from taking the oath of office. To our knowledge, we are currently not aware of any investigation of Mr. Arredondo. Man, it sounds incredibly ne- negligent to me. I'm guessing there are lawsuits being prepared. Where's Ben Crump? Is it because all these students are, are not black? Is that why Ben Crump is not? Talk about something that Ben Crump should be here for. You want to talk about civil rights? All these poor Mexicans are dead. Mexican kids. Mexican Americans. Jesus. What a horrible, horrible story. I'm sorry I have to share it, but uh, uh, you know, I I had a lot that I wanted to say about it. So that's how I feel about the whole thing. Hang on time for a palate cleansing. All right. Uh, If some of you like to uh, do bike racing, there is a race coming up that I want you to check out. I believe it is. Yes. It's coming up this weekend, Saturday, June 4th. It's known as the dirty donut, which sounds like a sex act. Martin Michigan the website dirtydonutrace.com all on gravel less traveled roads safe as hell fun as hell look at this dude he is happy to be there look at it, big smile on his face yeah yeah that's right i'm trying to lose my fat This guy's going to pass him in like one second. Look at this dude. He means business. This guy, he's doing okay. Anyway, all different skill levels. Welcome. Dirty Donut Race, 21-mile ride. You've got, uh, let's see, 41, I'm sorry, 22-mile ride, 41-mile ride, and a 61-mile ride. Awards for all the age groups. Uh, My voice will be heard. They're a great group over there, the Dirty Donut Race, online at DirtyDonutRace.com. Oh, that's, you're wondering why the dirty donut, this is a type of race where, um, you, you lose, um, like for every donut you eat, you take like five minutes off of your time. So, um, not the best rider is going to win. You know, it's going to be the guy who can eat the most fucking donuts. How great is that? jm synthetics when you need uh when you need amsoil products jmsynthetics.com 616-747-0233 that's 616-747-0233 jmsynthetics.com you can shop by product you can shop by a piece of equipment that you want the product to go into and then once you have that uh, figured out that number that i gave you is right on the homepage uh reach out to jason mays and order your stuff it shows up on your porch that's how it works. Uh, as my little time off was beginning, uh, I saw a video. I was sent my way. Okay, where is it? Aha. Uh-huh. No, that's not it. Aha, uh-huh, this is it. Um, A guy used to play in the NFL by the name of uh, Brendan Langley. I hadn't heard of him. He's a, he was a receiver. He uh, he plays in the uh, Canadian League now for the Calgary Stampeders, and this is pretty screwed up because um, he got into an argument with this uh, uh airline worker at like the ticket counter, and we picked the video up and the airline worker, and according to the dude Brendan Langley said that the United worker called me a pussy and hit me first. And you'll see that here. The airline worker uh, calls him a pussy and smacks him right in the face. Look at it. You see that shit? So uh, this dude who looks to be pretty stocky, you know, he probably thinks he's hot shit. He just smacked Langley right in the fucking face. And now Langley is fast as shit. And he then proceeds to beat the shit out of this guy. Please stop. Please
3: stop. Please stop. Oh,
1: ho, ho. oh ho, ho, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. He, Langley got that sharp right in right here. Look at that. And that bloodies him and knocks him the fuck out. Watch it! How it just rocks this this fucking stocky United Airlines workers world. That's it. It's over. Then <laughs> this guy he goes into the he goes into the fucking bins here and goes. He actually falls backwards and hits his head. Punches him again. <laughs> now watch. This dude it picks up his headphones, he's gonna walk away now, and then the United Worker gets up. Watches. Look at he, he's down and out. This guy is down for the count. You want some more? You want more? Okay, they're trying to break him up now. Langley is saying he works at the airport and he assaulted me. Okay, so this guy's thinking it's over now. I, I, see, I see nothing wrong with this. I think that that was all exceptional. God, that punch. All of that was just fantastic. Oh. Oh. <laughs> all right, I'll link it up so you can get it in the show notes. I want you to see that for yourself uh, in case you in case you missed any of that, but oh um now here's the interesting part. I thought, well, um, all good. Well, no. Um, Langley he got arrested. The black dude, the football player, he got arrested on that deal. That is incredibly terrible. And, um and, and this is despite the the dude starting the fight I don't know why I mean it's all it's recorded footage here the guy assaulted him. are they suggesting he should have just walked away I mean who knows what that United worker could have done I would say he defended himself appropriately uh how, how is he even arrested uh the dude ended up getting fired not surprisingly and now, um, the, uh, Canadian football league team has suspended him. Why, why would you suspend this guy for defending himself? This is so fucked up. Uh, Brent, Brendan's attorney, Alan Jackson, who says the former Denver Broncos cornerback is the real victim. I agree. Yeah. He let, he was, had no choice, but to defend himself. I don't think he wanted, I don't think he went there to get into a fist fight for whatever reason they got they were talking shit to each other, but who cares? You can't just go up and hit a fucking passenger. Uh, Brendan Langley was minding his business, walking to the airport with his bags when he was accosted by a United Airlines employee who claimed to run the airport, Jackson says. Apparently he was using a wheelchair, as you can see here, to carry his bags. If you look at this, uh, this th- that's these bags were what was the problem. He brought his bags, because he had multiple bags, to the check-in area in a wheelchair. And this fat fuck said, you can't do it that way. And he's like, whatever, man, come on. And that's when all hell broke loose. And, uh, that led to some, uh, bad words being said between them. And then this guy slugs him, And then that's it. Well, that's bullshit. Uh, Jackson says that uh, Langley yelled out for help, but no one intervened. He also says the viral footage only tells part of the story. Yeah, it tells the best part of the story. And claims closed-circuit TV backs up his side of the altercation. Footage from the airport security cameras establishes without question that Brendan was in reasonable fear of physical harm and reasonably and lawfully defended himself. We do not expect charges to be filed against, against Brendan. Uh, of course, Langley, according to this TMZ article, says was the only person arrested. However, the United worker was fired almost immediately after the video. This is fucking racist. He sh- I mean, seriously, why was the black guy arrested and why is he now suspended by the fucking football team? It's such bullshit. Oh, my God. So that's stupid. Uh, I also have the story... Uh, about a couple of baseball players. Where is this? Okay. Uh boy, you can tell I'm circling the dream. Okay, here we go. On this clip right here. Uh in the background, you can see, okay, what's going on? These three right here are the are the problem. This is taking place at a baseball game. Uh, the the blonde haired dude, uh, on the right, is going to get smacked by the dude in the middle in the gray. The one on the left has nothing to do with it. The one on the right was in a fantasy football league with the dude who's going to slap him. Okay? And the blonde-headed dude, his team was kicking ass. That's Jock Peterson. The dude in the gray in the middle is Tommy Pham, I think is how you say it. His team lost in fantasy football. Peterson made fun of him by sending him a gif to a group message. Fam got it and got pissed off. This is months ago. And now he takes it out here. What a soft bitch. Watch this. You see, he hit him right in the fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Pham slapped Jock Peterson over the deal because he sent him a GIF. How dumb is that? The issue, according to this, as I indicated, but more uh, thoroughly here, it stemmed from Peterson, properly used uh, from Peterson, um, supposedly disrespected the fantasy football team by send, showing a meme... That, hey, we won, you lost. So this dickhead, Tommy Pham, uh, hangs on to that and months later hits the dude in the fucking head. And shortly after it happened, when it all went down, Fam dropped out of the league in the middle of the season because the one dude made fun of him, made fun of his team for being shitty. What a pussy. My God. Uh, that's not the only thing that's... Uh, uh, Stuck with me over the weekend. A long week, I should say, concerning baseball. There's a couple more stories that I'm going to get to coming up in just a bit, including Gabe Kapler. And the uh, baseball is now going woke with the Jackie Robinson incident. Oh, my God. So stupid. Before I get to that, uh, though, my policy shop insurance. Thank you to Frank the Tank Fuss. Okay? If you are without health insurance... I want you to reach out to Frank the Tank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Whether you're between jobs or you're working on your own, maybe you just left a job and they offer you Cobra, throw all that Cobra shit in the garbage. You don't need that. Uh, you're going to get a policy on healthcare.gov. To do that, um, there's a little bit of uh, legwork that has, has to take place, and I want you to call upon Frank to get that done. He'll help you every step of the way, and it won't cost you a dime. 616-914-4070. That's 616-914-4070 for My Policy Shop Insurance. Full House Comedy. Invite you to go to a, uh, invite you to check out their website, fullhousecomedy.com. You can check out a comedy show. Uh, I think, Let's see. Who's in town? Oh, my God. Rich Voss. That's going to be an absolute hilarious night. Rich Voss is appearing coming up on Thursday at the Listening Room. Billy's Lounge on Friday and Rockford Corner Bar on Saturday. Ladies, cover your drinks. Dan Soder is appearing also this week. Fullhousecomedy.com for tickets. Diana writes, I forgot to take a picture of my COVID test. Can you take it and send it to me? Now or can it wait? She doesn't have COVID, but she's uh, participating in something that requires a negative COVID test. You know, COVID's still a thing. I got like six more COVID tests in the mail. I did that. <clears throat> um, before I get to the rest of this. Gas. I, uh, I did a, uh, a trick, a, a mind trick to make me think I wasn't paying that much for gas. Typically, if I fill up a tank on that RV in previous years uh, prior to all the gas issues. You know, maybe a hundred bucks. Maybe. Usually more like 80, maybe 90. (laughs) It's a huge gas tank. Hang on. (laughs) Ow! Damn it. Fill that thing up now. It's probably about 260. When I filled it up this time, it needed less than half a tank. It was like a third down at like a third of it. So I filled it up. It was only like 95 bucks. And in my brain, I was like, oh. Now I know that it's still costing me a ton of money to operate that damn thing. But when I did it that way, it was less painful. Like if I had to run that pump. And it said 250 or 270, which it is. I mean, I would have fucking I would have been in a terrible mood for like three days after that. Uh so it was like ninety. Finished the trip. On the way back, stopped at the same place. Another ninety. That's how I'm doing it. That's I'm trying to trick myself. Did you see in California? Uh, it's like there's one spot where it's like seven dollars and fifty cents a gallon. I actually can't wait for that. I, I I actually want that to happen. I'm just gonna wrap my mind around and accept that it's gonna be ten bucks a gallon. I am rooting for ten dollars a gallon. And then anything less than that, it will be like a gold mine. so i'm I'm planning for 10 and got my fingers crossed that we will hit 10 bucks a gallon. And this is the mindset of a madman who's trying to convince himself that it's really not that big of a deal. Okay. Holy shit. And that one spot in California where it's like $7 and 50 cents, it's probably just one gas station, you know? And, uh, and the, you, you go there, you, you take a picture of it and you put it on the news and then you spread the information That uh, the whole planet is going to get this now. At least the U.S. We don't care about the whole planet, do we? All right. I still believe that it's caused by COVID and the war. And, well, you know, if you recall, there was no demand for gas during the height of COVID. And gas prices were a dollar a gallon. So they stopped making the fuel. So that's why I'm saying COVID. Now they've had to uh, ramp that up. So it's it's out of whack, supply and demand. So now the, the demand is very high, and they're still trying to increase the supply. Okay? This is this is how it is. And I don't think that that's the president's fault. I really don't. The president didn't decide that there's going to be a war. You know? I don't think it's his fault. So yeah, I think anybody that puts an, I did that sticker on there is full of shit. I'll just say that. I feel like I'm slurring my words today. I might be having a stroke. God, I hope not. That's what Jack and did. He couldn't button his shirt and then he ignored it. And then the next thing he, he knew he's in the hospital. Ended his career. Couldn't speak. So there's a story, a guy named Jock Peterson is uh, playing for the Yankees. I'm sorry, that's the last story. Josh Donaldson of the Yankees is walking to the plate. And uh, there's a dude named Tim Anderson. Uh, I believe he plays for the White Sox. If I get any of this shit wrong, it's okay. And... Uh, I think this started out as a joke or at least maybe Anderson or I keep saying Anderson or Donaldson may have thought it was a joke or maybe he was trying to be a smart ass the whole time. Donaldson was definitely trying to be a smart ass here and uh, the way this story unfolded it uh, they they you know there, there's history and it's context. Josh Donaldson referred to um, Tim Anderson from the White Sox as Jackie. And he's referring to him as Jackie uh, for Jackie Robinson, the baseball player who broke the color barrier for the Dodgers. However many years ago that was I'm like, wait, what? And then um, it it's like, oh yeah, Josh Donaldson. He said racist shit to Tim Anderson. I was like, well, wait, so he's calling him Jackie Robinson. Why is that racist shit? What What's going on here? Anderson a couple of years prior um, referred to himself as Jackie Robinson because he was the only black player on one of the teams. It might have been the White Sox. Which I think is stupid. For some reason, one reason or another, there's there's not a ton of black baseball players. And honestly, when I read that article, I thought, there's not? I never have thought of that. It never has occurred to me that there aren't a lot of uh, black baseball players. It, It just never dawned on me. And so then I read the article, and I think I'm pretty sure I read correctly that there's only between 80 and 90 black baseball players in baseball. I thought, are you fucking shitting me? And sure enough, if you look at any roster... There's usually, there's like two or three black guys and the rest are Latino and white dudes. I had, I had never ever thought of that until this, um, Donaldson took Anderson's own words, which he referred to himself as Jackie Robinson and Donaldson more than once has called him Jackie. Now, I think that Tim Anderson, first of all, referring to himself as Jackie Robinson is stupid. Uh, You're not. You're not even remotely close to having the same scenario as, you know, the first black guy to play in the major leagues. Not even close. And he said, oh, yeah, in a lot of ways, I'm like Jackie Robinson. No, no, you're not. That's probably what Josh Donaldson was doing there. Hey, Jackie. Ooh, oh, you think you're Jackie Robinson? Hey, Jackie. I think it's great. I love it. Um, if you want to get into a fucking guy's head, first of all, young people, and these are all young people, uh, these athletes, they're soft as shit. Uh, which is why we had the story of the guy who, uh, whatever the fuck his name, Tommy Pham, smacked the shit out of Jock Peterson because of a meme in fantasy football. These guys are pussies. They, they can't, they, they what the fuck? They, they, they don't let anything slide. There's nothing worse when you, uh, you know, whatever, it might chide someone and they get so fucking bent out of shape. It's one, of the, it's one of the worst features of humans these days. What a bunch of pussies people have become. So Donaldson calls him Jackie and Anderson gets pissed and the bench is clear and everybody's screaming and yelling at each other over this deal. Oh my God. Uh, in fact, this is the moment right here. I can show you. What took place, and there's there's more to the story. Uh, but let's get into it a little further here. There on the left side of the screen here, the dude in the Yankees uniform is uh, is Donaldson, and then Anderson, who called himself Jackie Robinson, is on the far left here.
3: Where they tried to get Anderson, and he felt like he was pushed off the bag. But uh, interesting.
1: Oh, fuck me! God damn it. I'm such an
3: asshole. Anderson and Donaldson, they have words. And this goes back to the series in Chicago. They don't like each other.
1: I'm going to back that up because you can see it on the wide shot. Sorry, I know I'm struggling. You know, and then, and then I'm like worried. Oh, no, is my sound there? Do I suck shit? Oh, my God. Okay, uh, if you look, by second base, Donaldson is going to round second. Anderson is right here. And he's going to call him Jackie.
3: And you'll see... Anderson and Donaldson, they have words. And this goes back to the series in Chicago. They don't like each other. And Anderson uh, wanted to tell Donaldson, and Donaldson's not backing down. It was a play at third base where they tried to get Anderson, and he felt like he was pushed off the bag. But uh, interesting uh, chemistry between those two. <laughs> These are the things that do happen when you play a lot against a okay, team. Okay,
1: now here, uh, uh, Anderson is saying, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a racist. He called me racist names.
3: I mean, uh, this is to be seven games in 10 days. And you remember the hard tag in Chicago that kind of started this. And, uh, you know. It...
1: Look at, he's all, he's all fed up. He's shaking his head. He can't believe. Uh, Anderson cannot believe that he has been a victim of racism. How stupid, not a victim of racism. Tony La Russa, though, the manager of the White Sox, he said Donaldson made a racist comment toward Anderson, but declined to comment further. Anderson, who was one of the first players to reach the scrum, clarified during his media availability that his intense response stemmed from Donaldson calling him Jackie. He just made a disrespectful comment. You know, basically was trying to call me Jackie Robinson. Like, hey, what's up, Jackie? So that's what he said. What's up, Jackie? I don't play like that. I don't really play at all, Anderson said. The stocks are claim the stocks. Sox star claimed Donaldson made the comment twice with the first instance allegedly coming in the second inning when the former AL MVP eventually scored after grounding into a fielder's choice to first base. According to Laura Albanese of Newsday, Donaldson confirmed he greeted Anderson by saying, what's up, Jackie? So now Donaldson has said, yeah, I said that in the first inning in an attempt to defuse the situation before claiming he thought it was an inside joke between the two. Yankees reporter Brian Hoke later reported Donaldson made that reference based on a 2019 article from Sports Illustrated. Uh, yeah, Sports Illustrated Stephanie Epstein, in which the 2013 first-rounder said he feels like a modern-day version of the Dodgers legend. I kind of feel like today's Jackie Robinson, Anderson said. That's huge to say, but it's cool, man, because he changed the game, and I feel like I'm getting to a point where I need to change the game. That's quite a thing to say about yourself. That's quite a comparison to make. At the time, Anderson was then batting a league-leading 375, was the only black player on the White Sox roster, making him one of only 72 black players in a game that, percentage-wise, was more than twice as black as recently as 1994. Oh, wow, it's even less than what I thought. At the time, only 72 players. And it has gone down. Well, that's interesting. I don't know why, but that doesn't make you Jackie Robinson. All that makes you for all that makes you into is to be a recipient of heckling. I think that's a great way to heckle somebody. I support that. Donaldson, who got in trouble for this, claimed he joked with Anderson about comparing himself to Robinson while with the Braves in 2019. I don't know what's changed. I've said it to him in this in years past. Not in any manner than just joking around for the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson. If something has changed from that, my meaning of that has not any term trying has not any term trying to be racist by any fact of the matter. It was just off of an interview of what he called himself. This is uh Donaldson talking.
2: All right, so first inning, I called him Jackie. So let me give you a little context of that. 2019, he came out with interviews, said that he's a new Jackie Robinson of baseball. He's going to bring back fun for the game, right? And 2019, when I played for Atlanta, we actually joked about that on the game. Um, I don't know what's changed from, and I've said it to him uh, in years past, not not in any manner just joking around for the fact that he called himself jackie robinson you know um so you know if something has changed uh from that like my meaning of that is not at any term uh trying to be racist by any fact of the matter um it was just off of an interview that what he called himself and we, we said that before we joked about it he laughed whatever uh as you could tell in our series that we played, there's been multiple times where I've tried to defuse the situation. Like I, I took responsibility for the tag, wasn't trying to do anything there. Like today, just trying to defuse it. Like, hey, like make light. Like, hey, we're not trying to start any brawls or anything like that. Um, obviously he deemed that it was disrespectful. And look, if he did, I apologize. Like that's not what I was trying to do by any manner. Um, and you know, that's really, that's what happened. He got suspended.
1: They suspended him for this over disrespectful comments. What the fuck? How annoying is that? Well, all right. Just stupid! I cannot believe it. Larusa didn't help by saying, "Oh yeah, it's just a racist comment." Shut up, you fucking drunk driving piece of shit! Shut the fuck up! All right, Gabe Kapler, the manager of the San Francisco Giants. was upset because of the school shooting so what do you do when there's problems in our culture you take a knee during the national anthem this was the thing that uh moved this guy he's like you know what i'm gonna take a page from colin kaepernick and i am going to uh I'm not going to uh, come out for the national anthem. I feel like the country is in a bad spot. That I feel that uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the world know how upset I am by not coming out for the national anthem. Now he's walking that back. I guess um, he. Uh, Yesterday for the Memorial Day game, he says he paused his protest. He put it on hold yesterday to honor fallen soldiers on Memorial Day. He says, today I'll be standing for the anthem while I believe strongly in the right to protest and the importance of doing so. I also believe strongly in honoring and mourning our country's servicemen and women who fought and died for that right. Uh, Those who serve in our military and especially those who have paid the ultimate price for our rights and freedoms. You know what? If you're going to do this, do it. I mean, you can't, you can't be half pregnant. So I'm already starting to wonder about this. I mean, say what you will about Kaepernick, but, you know, if you're going to do a protest, do a protest. Kaepernick. Do like you know how the one guy said I'm a modern day Jackie Robinson? You got to be a modern day Colin Kaepernick. You can't go out there with your beautiful baby blue eyes and ripped abs, Gabe Kapler, and announce, "Hey, fucking hey, man, I'm gonna do it a little differently." I, I, I'm still protesting, but now I'm not protesting. No, fucking protest right, you dumb piece of shit. Who gives a shit? That's the best time to protest. You should have lit an American flag on fire. That would have really moved the meter. I mean, seriously, if you want to protest, you can't just say, uh, some of the time, I am going to make it known that I'm not happy with the country. No, 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 no. You need to do something like uh, piss on the tomb of the unknown soldier, extinguish the eternal flame, Uh, get a four by four and drive it into the Vietnam Memorial wall. Uh, go to Normandy and dig up graves of the dead and throw them back onto the beach. These are all important things that should be considered for the upcoming protest to make your point. By the way, I'm wearing my uh, Crocs with the adventure strap on. That's how intense this is. Look at that. White socks and Crocs. I've I've officially given up on everything. Sweats, white socks, and Crocs during my stupid Gabe Kapler rant. I noticed that Huge, when Kapler said he won't be standing for the anthem, he wrote BS. You know, Huge is like Lee Greenwood, okay? He's all Mr. America, you know? Uh, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, no matter what you should, Bill says, you should stand for the anthem. And uh, I, I disagree. I think if you really want to make a point, you, you, you don't do that. You know, Kapler should light himself on fire and then run on the field. Um, I don't know, maybe even a Nazi flag needs to be in his game plan my point is if you're going to do a protest do a protest don't do a a pussy shit protest that no one gives a shit about a perfect opportunity to be protesting is memorial day that's the best time to protest and this pussy uh does not channel his inner kaepernick and decides to take the day off from his asshole protest and and stand for the anthem. That is bullshit. Okay? By the way, Kaepernick just tried out for the Raiders, and I hope he makes it. Okay? I hope he makes it, and then I hope he leads the Raiders to a championship so that he wins it all. That would be the best fucking sports story in the world of Colin Kaepernick. Because then... You know, if he, he can give everybody the middle finger, say, fuck you, fuck all of you. That would be fantastic. That would make me so happy if he was the Super Bowl champion. All right. A&E Heating and Cooling, Senior Martinez, 616 516 I owe him money, by the way. Uh, thank you so much, Joe Martinez. You're awesome. Folks, uh, it's uh, you have your AC, and if you just turn it on you know i mean that's not the best because uh the thing outside of the house the the big thing the blower deal with the fan on it with those little metal fins it's got all sorts of shit on it and it's impeding the airflow you need that to be cleaned and then on the inside of the house all the uh, mechanism that makes your air cold uh needs to be tested sensors need to be uh, be cleaned filters need to be changed all this shit is taken care of with one fee of 79 dollars A and E heating and cooling online at aeheatingcooling.net 616 516 8579. Love A and E heating and cooling. (laughs) If you need a mortgage, you need Mario, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage 231 332 6505. He can get you into a loan yesterday. That's 231 332 6505. No matter where you are in the U.S., could be uh, any state, there are some exceptions, of of course, South Carolina, uh, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Other than that, you're good to go. 231-332-6505, whether your credit is fantastic, whether it stinks, be thinking about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Some of you folks who have uh, wonky credit, that does happen. There's a little bit more work, but trust Mario. Uh, call him up and pick his brain. Please mention me when you call Mario. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting all of these sponsors. Uh, one more thing, one more shout-out for Patreon. If you like the free podcast, consider making a donation to the Patreon. You get a lot for your donation. If you throw 5 or 10 bucks a month at me, I'm giving you 15-plus hours of content there. I'm going to do another podcast when this one gets done, and I would love you to be a part of it. Thank you to Tio in South Dakota who got got back on board. Thank you, buddy, for signing up. You can be the next member on my Patreon podcast. Five or ten bucks a month, 616. I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Your asshole of the day is brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. We have a paintball war coming up on June 26th. I am excited about that. Um paintball war number 19 the summer slaughter sunday 5 p.m i have an uh, invite on my facebook page and you can also email me that you're coming if you've come before i'll probably reach out to you hey are you going i'd love to see you there and of course brought to you by jm synthetics uh the asshole of the day is pete arredondo that is that fat fuck police chief in uh texas who was like nah let's just sit here and uh, let the play develop let's sit here and wait until the shooter runs out of ammo okay that's enough uh there you go he is the asshole of the day you you enjoying the podcast i thank you so much for being here you're a special group as always uh your um uh, being part of the live show is uh, is what makes us so special i see you there thank you thank you thank you to the usual suspects for being here and that is my time for today Till next time folks have a good one be good to each other take care bye-bye